Welcome to the Finding Equilibrium podcast, where we dig deep into the battle of the sexes. Because let's be real, the relationship between men and women is complex, nuanced, and often fraught with tension. Women are expected to be assertive and career-driven, while men are encouraged to embrace their emotions and be more vulnerable. But are we really finding balance and harmony, or are we just creating more confusion? We know that finding true equilibrium requires us to confront the uncomfortable truths and challenge the status quo. So we're showing up to call out the cultural narratives that have shaped our perceptions of masculinity and femininity and examine how we can break free from the constraints of societal expectations and ideations, like why women are pushed to act more like men and why men are becoming more like the women they were raised to protect. So whether you're here to explore this seemingly never-ending battle or simply seeking inspiration to bring your own assets to the table, we invite you to join us for some thrilling and controversial conversation. think that men should be trying to protect their women from as much as they possibly can. So the man's job to be ready to sweep in and to take over and to not live a life where the woman is ever doing that. I get what you're saying. And I, I back a hundred percent about men being the providers and the protectors. And that's what women want. But also there has to be some give and take in today's society. I'm not saying that men should be the sole providers or any of this stuff. I'm just saying that men are a little more wired for the trauma that comes with the long hours and the hard work and the just the stress of a lot of the jobs, like when it comes to heat exposure and heavy labor and all the different things. And we just tend to not care as much. We need to know why that we need to do the things that we aren't doing. And it's so much of what we're talking about is real because men really suck and they're not fulfilling. Women are having to step up at a level that, that is unprecedented financially in a household. Never before has there been a generation where women have had completely take over the the monetary obligations of a household. Of course, women are leaving men, you know, by the highest percent in history, because men are not fulfilling the, the traditional obligation that, and, and I can completely understand why so many women are not fulfilling their traditional obligations either, because why the fuck would I want to have sex with you? I don't even respect your dumb ass. You can't even go to work. You called in fucking again. Of course, we're not getting sex at home. Of course, we're not getting respect. We're just just allowing the female to have to take on the amount of responsibility that in in I don't want to sound like it's not okay if it's what's wanted. If a woman wants to be the breadwinner, or want, and still be careful because that's a dangerous thing to as, as a man to not be at least comparable. You don't have to make a billion dollars more than your girl. You better still be something. But my point is just that it's okay for your woman to, to follow whatever dreams that are there, but it's never okay as a man to sit back and play video games 
and not put in enough hours and not try and scale at, at what you're doing in life and not be prepared for what's coming. It's no wonder that women are leaving men at the highest percentage in history. It's no wonder that women feel unvalidated and unseen and unheard. Like the, I completely am disgusted by the way that a lot of women act, no doubt. But I really think that a lot of it comes from the generation from before them having to be like, it's he ain't shit. That's the whole thing is he ain't shit. He ain't shit. He ain't shit. They ain't shit. So we, we're raising women like he ain't shit. Your daddy wasn't shit. Now, maybe that wasn't true. Maybe he was decent and women tend to be vindictive and stuff. So it's a little tough sometimes after I bet money that he ain't shit. And that's a real fucking dynamic there. And obviously there's other stuff going on like Kim Kardashian. The, the whole thing all over the internet today is Kim Kardashian cries herself asleep because she has to raise her four kids all by herself. And they like all have different dads or whatever the fuck. And it's nobody's sad for you that you're crying yourself to sleep. But you got which side of that fence? Do you talk from the side of the fence that she had, you know, four different baby daddies and not one of them was worth a shit as far mm -hmm. as, you know, as far as she was concerned, at least. So she's just picking guys that aren't worth a shit when there's guys out there that are worth a shit or... Are we advocating that all guys are shit and that's just where any woman would have been. And I'm just stuck between both them fucking things are true because for the most part in weirdly, I don't live in that world. Every friend that I have owns their own business. It's the weirdest fucking thing. Like, I have maybe seven friends that I, that are really friends. Every one of them owns their own fucking business. So I, I live in a little bit different world than the one that I evaluate. But for the most part, all the, all the relationships around me, because everywhere I look, a woman is leaving a man, whether it's one of my family members or one of my friends or one of my, it's everywhere. Women are leaving a man. And so often when I stick my nose into the business, he wasn't shit. And I'm not saying he wasn't shit. I'm saying that's the feedback I get. He wasn't shit. I'm off doing this and doing that and doing this. And he couldn't even go to fucking work. And I'm just like, what the fuck? How are we supposed to get women to feel any of the things we're talking about or be traditional in any way that we're talking about when they really do have to take care of themselves? And at that point, what the fuck do they, they would never look at a man as, as provisional at that point because I already take care of myself or I have a, a dad that'll come and do this or that. So men become only monetary because in the past, they haven't shown that there's anything else to be what, what we, cause we're always, what do women bring to the table? Well, for the most part, they don't. Okay. What do men bring to the table? They're not bringing shit to the table. They don't know how to do shit. They don't know how to fucking have discipline and go to work. They don't know how to go to the fucking gym. And they definitely don't know how to do, you know, anything when it comes to, 
I'm a, I own a construction company, so I do a lot of inspections and typically they're for new house buyers. And number one feedback I get from women is this situation right here, a turnkey situation, because my man can't do shit. And man is standing right fucking there. And he did, you know what he says? Nothing. Because either she's right and he can't do shit or he's never he's just been a- to figure it out. Right. Well, he probably tried once and it went horribly wrong. And, you know, some women don't let you live down your mistakes. And again, I feel like that comes back. I have a really close friend that is one of the most capable people I know. And when he talks to me about I fixed this or I did that, and he's always worried about, you know, his girl, he knows his girl's worried he's going to mess it up or this or that. And I'm like, so be confident in your fucking mistakes. Be like, this is how it goes. Sometimes shit catches on fire. I'll put <laughs> it out the fire and I'll fucking put it back together. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, the more we talk about stuff, the more I feel like, you know, is our responsibility to shed light on what's really going on and how people are so unaware of what we're doing to each other and what we're missing from each other and and how selfish we're being in the relationship in general, or is our job to teach what we could and should be doing and what we aren't seeing and what we aren't feeling from the relationship? Because I think that we all want stuff that isn't there anymore. Guys want traditional women that weren't raised by traditional women right off the bat. Good luck with that. And then women want the same fucking thing. And it's the same thing again. Mm -hmm. Men weren't raised by traditional men. I was. But men are lucky to have people are lucky to have dads in their life in general. We shouldn't expect people to be any better than they are. Everybody's pro- all these relationship problems, they completely make sense. They're just, and that's one of the things I was really feeling about the podcast the other day is that I follow a lot of podcasts that are really important to me and they don't talk to people directly in a way that is polite and sincere and I think it's all just, you got these women's podcasts that are advocating for women's usually independence. And then you got men's podcasts that's just advocating for, you got to be this badass motherfucker and alpha Sigma, whatever that does whatever. And then this is is how you're going to get women almost by being deceitful. And like, where's the podcast for, if you really want it to work, and you really want to be in love and you really want to stay in love. And if you want to be heard and you want to be seen and that's what we're missing. That's what nobody's doing is talking to people like they're people Mm -hmm. and saying you're broken. And unless you invest in yourself and your partner and your family and maybe get rid of some of these delusions that you got on the table, you know, 
where you think you're going to be able to fucking eat out every night at a nice restaurant or stop on the way home and get a fucking six or 12 pack all the time because you got a drinking problem or like we're just a bunch of broken little kids that didn't grow up mm-hmm. and we you know we our parents might have been grown-ups and maybe our parents were but I don't think that and then we become grown up when the bad stuff happens we're just trying to break generational cycles in that we don't really know any better than what our parents knew. We just know what our parents taught us and what like society has taught us. And we do a really good job of blaming everybody else for the reasons why we turned out the way that we were. And so that kind of gives us a leg to stand on in a, in a defense and saying, I am the way that I am because my dad was the way that he was or But we don't ever really take the time to recognize that, yeah, we're human and and we're going to make mistakes, but we're so afraid of making mistakes that we just go down this path that we're told to go down because that's what's going to make people recognize us. That's going to make people less disappointed in the mistakes that we make because that's the trajectory that we're supposed to go. It's not about what we can do. It's about what everybody's supposed to do for us. Rather than we are never pushed to just go and figure out life for our own selves as the individual that we are supposed to go down the whatever society deems is the appropriate situation for the times. And that's why this whole comparison and this life that we aspire to have is all it's all imposters like the social media has deemed the status quo for everybody. And so you take a normal human being. And put them in competition with somebody that you see on social media. And it's that person's never stand a chance. Because now you've taken Prince Charming in the most irrational situation and compared him to the person that you're really going to level with. And I think that person on social media is not even real. That's just what they portray. Right. But that's, that is what is is so normal now that we have denormalized is that a word? I don't know. Like humanization and evolution of just learning to grow and and become like, what is the next generation going to look based on what we've been able to learn from the mistakes of the previous generations, like old times. I want to be better than my dad and I want to make sure my son's better than me. And just such basic fucking biology. And if it doesn't happen, it's because it's somebody else's problem. It's not our problem. It's, it's their, the fault of the other person. And when it comes down to having examples and, and like father figures and things like you said, it's just... We don't have that structure anymore. We don't have the tradition of learning from the generation before us. And we are just, we are completely, yeah. And we don't even have role models. Like our generation doesn't even have that. We're lucky to have that. Like we live in a generation of absentee fathers. So how on the role models we have are people on social media that shouldn't be our fucking role models in the first place. But how is a boy supposed to grow up and learn what he's supposed to become and then learn how he's supposed to become this man for this partner and give her the world if he doesn't have any sort of example other than what he sees on social media and what he sees on social media is a complete lie 
And then we have these women that are wanting the traditional man that nobody has a role model for anymore. On the, it's affecting the women too, because the, the, because the women don't have a traditional man in the household as a father, the women don't know what they really should want or expect from a healthy relationship. And you get generations of girls that want the bad boy that all women are always going to gravitate towards guys that are the more dangerous the times, the more dangerous the guy that you're with needs to be. And there's, whether we feel it or not, that stuff's still built into our DNA. So women are going to pick the less de disagreeable guys, especially when they're younger, because they're going to feel a lot more secure. Um, and that's a pot, that's a good thing. But the, the problem is that part is built in mm -hmm. biologically, but the rest isn't. So that's yes. the only part they know. So they mistake an asshole because that's the thing with assholes is, you know, women like assholes, women like confidence. Women don't like to be treated like shit unless they had a reason that they like being treated like shit because they didn't have a good, I guarantee that if there's a good father at home, that woman isn't growing up meditating until the guys are assholes. But you can see the misconception where a woman's going to see an asshole and, and gravitate towards them because they have confidence. They don't care what other people think. They've got all these things. At least that's what they're portraying. Mm -hmm. So women don't have, I guess it's still a role model, but it's not their role model. It's what they aspire to find in their man. So even when you have traditional men, they get overlooked and friend zoned because women aren't looking for traditional values they're not looking for a guy that's reserved and stoic and most girls want the drum like one of the number one reasons that women talk about leaving relationships is especially when they're younger is because they they were bored the guy was boring he's boring like that's the funniest shit i've ever heard boring like that boring usually translates into somebody who is emotionally in control doesn't have highs and lows doesn't miss work doesn't have excuses doesn't the consistent sometimes yeah and sometimes it can be because the guy is too dis or too agreeable that's a little bit different thing but for the most part boring is a really good thing when it comes to you know your man i've always i, I get upset when i see relationships fall apart and the guy isn't doing drugs, drinking alcohol, talking to women, going to the casino, spending all his time watching sports, calling in sick to work. I go down the list of all these things and it's, he was going to the gym. He, unless the guy's just a prick or something else is going on, but typically they end up in a relationship with a guy that's missing all those qualities. And I, who knows what's really going on if it has so much to do with missing out on one of the parents in the household or not. But it just seems like we're both missing out by mm -hmm. not having good role models to aspire to. And then the people we do just girls are trying to be Cardi B and boys are trying to be Dan Blazarian and no wonder we're all fucked. Yeah. We just, that's the thing is nobody's comfortable being themselves and we all have these, 
fake ass role models that we're trying to be. And I want society to wake the fuck up and realize that it's okay to just be who the fuck you are and go after what it is that you want. But because you're following everybody else's shit, you don't even know what that is anymore. You're so far removed from yourself that when you get into a relationship with somebody, Howard, how do you expect that person to know who you are if you don't even know who you are? And then when you finally get into the spot and it falls apart, you're wondering like, what the fuck? Like rewind 10 years and who, who did that person even get into a relationship with? Do you even know anymore? We're such chameleons. Yeah, that's the thing for sure. I think that the main thing for me is because we need to have two different conversations a lot of the time because what it's like at 35 and 40 is a hell of a lot different than what mm-hmm. it was like at 20 and 25. And I, and that is your, that's your time. That's your fucking time. But like, even then it's different for us though. Like our 20, our twenties were completely different than the kids now. Like we don't even know what that's like. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it, I, I think that what's, it's even worse is like, you got women that know their worth. They know that at 18 to 25, they, that they're at the top value that they're ever going to have or be. And they lean on that and they don't want to settle down, which back when we were younger, that girls weren't really like that. Girls, you know, wanted to find a guy at, at all ages that they wanted to fall in love with and, you know, get married at 20 and have a kid at 25. And I definitely don't see that stuff going on as much anymore. And that's my point. Somewhat more that, traditional. Huh? I said somewhat more traditional. Right. Right. And the thing that people don't seem to understand is that's your only real shot. Mm-hmm. Like you want to have a real family. You want to have a real mate. You need to do it when you're young. You can't grow up together if you're already grown up. You can't become together if you've already become. Like if you're, you know, when you're young, you don't know the things we're talking about. You don't know what you want. You don't know what you are. You don't know what you could be. And that's the glory of it. You got together because of just you and them. And that was, it wasn't all the stuff that comes with trying to get with somebody when they're 35 and it's no, really, what do you want from life? And what kind of religious are you? And there's just so many fucking things to talk about. 21 questions. (laughs) I said 21 questions. Right. When you're 20 years old, that that you don't have none of that. I just like this person because I like this person. And then as you grow up, people, they like become the same person. Like when kids get together when they're 20, 25 years old and they're together for 10, 15 years, they, they really have the same values and similar views and they're attacking the same things. And it doesn't mean they they have, they have a good relationship and that they're going to stay together. Cause obviously we're not seeing that, but that's what this specific podcast was about was what is happening when we're growing apart. And I really think that that growing apart shit can only happen if you're in it when you're supposed to be in it. Like when you're getting to relationship at 35, 40 years old, there's a lot of concessions and a lot of stipulations and a lot of boundaries and a lot of, there's all these different things. You'd be crazy not to get a prenup. You'd be crazy not to have separate bank accounts. You'd be crazy to do this. You'd be crazy to do that. When kids get together, it's not like that at all. It's like I would die for, you know, and our money is our money. 
you know, our stuff is our stuff and who cares what, whose name this is in or what that is going to be or any of that stuff. Cause we're going to be together forever. There's, I can't think of the word, but it all falls apart because we don't look at each other. Like we're going to grow up. We look at our women. She acts this way and she does this and she's not nurturing or she doesn't act like, you know, a mom or she doesn't do the things or say the things or she wants to go out drinking and she wants to party. Well, no shit. She's fucking 25. She's, you know, in the same thing for the boys. He doesn't want to go to work all the time. He wants to play video games. He wants to hang out with his friends. He wants to work on shit. That's not give, making us any money. No shit. He's a boy and you're a girl. And we don't have this, like we've got all this cohesion but then we expect the other one to be what we're not. And it, it ruins everything where it's such a beautiful thing to get to grow up together and to get to be like, hey, I remember when you weren't doing any of the things. And then all of a sudden we had our kid and then all the roles changed. And then once you became a dad and once you became a mom and then once the world changed and everything just pushed us closer together. And it was like, we had to take care of each other and we just grew up because we had to. And that's not what happens anymore. Now it's, you didn't grow up fast enough. I'm out of here. It doesn't matter which side is saying it because you're, you're seeing it from both sides and you're just not seeing the is as much in the long-term marriage, you know? So when we see the statistics, the women are always leaving the men, but that's marriage that we're yeah. talking about. That's the end of the long term. Like the short term, I can't believe what some of the guys are expecting from women nowadays. I don't know. It's definitely, it's like you said, maybe we just don't even really know. Maybe we think we have perspective, but in 25 is just not what it used to be. Yeah. But vice versa, I think that we just, we both have these expectations of one another and we just don't ever really take time to talk about it. And that's like part of the fun is like you said, when you meet somebody and you're like, just let life happen. And then when life happens, then you figure it out and you problem solve together. And that's part of the fun of being with somebody is figuring shit out as you go. Life always is going to be life. Things are always going to happen and you can't prepare for everything. So the best test of a relationship is those moments when shit just happens and you have no choice but to figure it out because sink or swim, like, what are you going to do? And that's when the, either you find conflict or you find resolution. And that's when you grow together or apart. And you can't really prepare for that. It's just, you got to figure that shit out and we're not figuring it out. And these kids today, just, they feel like everybody else has to give them the answers. And if they don't get the answers, then they're the, the people are to blame and right. they're, they're on to the next thing. Cause that person was boring. So bye. You take the fun and the, the growth and what's really possible out of the equation when you just are so quick to throw in the towel. Like you didn't even give us a chance. Like, yeah, we may have experienced some hardships and some shit, but life is about going through all that hard together because you're going to go through the hard regardless. 
I think it, it, a lot of it is what you were just saying about blame. It's about blame. Like it, instead, the second shit gets hard, it's like either Bye. either you let me fail or you fail. One of the, if I failed, you let me fail. Mm. If you fail, yeah. And it's there's no if I'm gonna be treated that way, why am I even gonna try? First, the thing is though is that people don't realize is that there are gonna be fails and there's gonna be life that happens regardless of who they are with and where they go. And that's the fucked up thing is like you go and you play trial and error. All your life, just go through life with somebody that you can go through life with and work it out together. What I was saying earlier is that everything you do is manipulation. So when you're investing into your relationship, you're manipulating your relationship. You're manipulating the other person. And if you're going to do that, then you damn well better have intent and know what you want to get back out of it. We're emasculating ourselves because we want certain things out of a relationship. So we're manipulating things in the wrong way. We're doing the wrong things. And I really feel like the more I talk about this, somebody needs to be telling us what the right things are. Like in, in as being over 40 years old and being put through the fucking ringer, so many of those things are just wildly obvious to me now. I look back and I'm like, well, of course shit didn't work out. And of course this was this way and that was that way. And that perspective was had and this thing fell apart. And hindsight's twenty twenty. But where was the book that was like, hey, these are all the things you got to do. These are the things that are unrealistic and you need to get out of your head and this is a good outline for where you could be or should be at a certain time in your life. And Hey, these are the things that are going to come at you. And this is how to talk and deal with your spouse, because it all comes back to that reel I sent you where it was like, it was just this woman with her man. And she's, I wish you would do these things. Cause you're a stupid piece of shit. I don't remember what it was really said, but then the counselor sat in her position and said exactly the same things to the guy, but respectfully and sincerely and instantly the woman started crying. Cause she was like, I'm a fucking idiot. Like that. The women talk to their spouses. Like they're the kids that they're sick of yelling at. Mm -hmm. And I'll be damned. If I'm one of the kids, like women talk so openly to their friends and to their family about how inadequate and incapable and adolescent their spouses are. And any decent man would give his life for his family in a way that I don't think any female would ever understand. Yeah. And to talk to and about these people without person that would lay down their life. It's I compare it to my dad. I had a very good dad, still have a good dad. And I would never disrespect my dad in such a way. Why would you disrespect the man that not replaces your dad? But that's the goal. Like every girl marries and aspires to have somebody similar. 
comparable to their dad if they had a good dad. The guy that can fix stuff, the guy that you can call at three o'clock in the morning when something hits the fan, the guy that's going to be there and secure whatever. Yes. But I would never, ever belittle my dad the way that I hear wives talking to their husbands. And I, here's the thing is I get so pissed off is I'm one to just keep quiet about my business because for one, my business is my business. I don't want to bash or put my problems out there because then it just, it, it throws him under the bus. And I'm never trying to do that because our problems are, we should be able to figure them out within the walls of our home. And we don't really need anybody else's opinions or validation or anything. And if we can't figure it out on our own, and I'm sitting there and I've been in so many conversations we where do. sit there and throw their husbands under the bus. And it's just, this is the dude that you married. You vowed your life and your soul and like everything to this person. And you're just throwing them under the bus as if they don't even fucking matter. Your girlfriends are, your girlfriend's opinions of them matter more than the effort that you're willing to put into your own marriage. And they listen. And, and that's the thing is, I don't want that. I don't want any outsiders' opinions or voices um, taking control of what is mine to deal with. You know what I mean? And that's a fantastic perspective to have, but definitely wow. not the typical norm. Like women need the validation from other women. I mean, for the most part, women don't even really, you know, make their own decisions when it comes to the attractiveness of a man or how a man is like a, a guy doesn't care if his friends thinks a girl is hot a guy is attracted to a girl then that's all there is to it you know nobody else can think she's attractive doesn't matter she does it for me and it, it tends to not be the same when the role is reversed like women you, know, you can talk a woman out of a good looking man pretty easily and women in general will have competition basically sitting in a circle trying to come up with my husband's even stupider than that. Let me tell you this fucking personal story that no one should ever hear. And if ever women thought that they were going to have a man that had status, you took it all away mm -hmm. when you said those things and did those things and talked about him because no one's opinion matters about that guy except, except for hers. hers. Yeah. So yeah. If her opinion and sometimes it might not even be really real. Maybe she does respect him and love him and look up to him and whatever the fuck. But all the other girls are bashing their men. So I got to have, what's my artillery? I do have a pretty good story. And so it's such a broken thing. Like women suck at empowering. Women think they're fantastic at it. Because women are constantly like, no, you're beautiful, you're great, you're fine the way you are, fuck him, you don't need him, you're fine without him, talk to this guy or that guy that's been trying to talk to you, all these things. There's definitely all this kind of support that's there, but it's often the worst advice ever. There's, there's definitely a lot of inner circle damage going on when it comes to social hierarchy broken people trying to fix broken people and broken people that subconsciously <laughs> want the people around them to be broken too because uh, misery loves company, loves company. <laughs> yeah and that's as real as it can be and that's the problem with manipulation is 
a lot of times it's subconscious. We're not intentionally trying to undermine our friends and their relationships or their situations or our own relationships, but we are doing it because we are manipulating the situation involuntarily because we are actively a part of it. And if you're going to be a part of it, then you damn well better have intent because you're going to get back whatever you're putting in. And if you're putting in all the wrong shit, you're getting back all the wrong shit. Mm -hmm. Like I really wish it didn't take me a lifetime, you know, to, to really figure out what, you know, well, to be honest, silly me, I just, I, I knew, I know I've always known so many of the things that we advocate for, but just felt like stuff was just not the way it used to be. You know, I don't need to do these things. That stuff's not as important anymore. Life's more like this now. No, you're stupid and childish. You are a boy. We've gotten so far away from the whole tradition and the book that I'm reading that I was telling you about is all about that. Is just like we've gotten so far removed and we're not even intuitive anymore. And we just listen to what we think we should be doing based on what we're being told. And really, it just, it takes us so far away from who we are biologically and we force it. Because we can feel it when we know, when our intuition's on point, and we're like, I know I should be doing this because this is what feels good. This is what I know. And I know you, the feelings is all women, but men have intuition too. And when, like you said, I should be doing these things, but I'm pushed away from those things because of what I think I'm supposed to be doing. And that's where we're fucked up is that we follow that instead of what we know biologically to be true. And so that's just when it comes down to the differences in the relationship status is that we both are, we're listening to what we think we should be doing. And we're getting so far, both of us, we're getting so far away from our biological roles that we don't even know what we're doing anymore. Right. And I think the beautiful thing to just to wrap this up is we're starting to recognize the the damage that's being done through all of this in that we thought that we were going to be empowered by this direction that we were going and really right. all, all we're doing is we're adding confusion and i hate when people bash gender roles because i tell you what i i get satisfaction cleaning the house cooking meals taking care of the kids doing their laundry folding their clothes their little fucking socks i love like if i hate it i fucking hate it but I, at the same time, I wouldn't want to be doing anything more because I know it, it feels like that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. That's why when you do the laundry, you take the one sock and roll it into the other. <laughs> and then when I do the laundry, I take the socks and I just put them in the fucking drawer and you can pick and you just and pick them out. Yeah. Socks. Yeah. So there's definitely, and that stuff's okay. I'm not right. supposed to do it. The way that you do it, you've got yeah. to just be accepting of the way that I do it. And I've got to be accepting with the way that you do it. We have to be okay with the fact that men are not going to be women and women are never going to be men. That's it. That's fucking it. When we can stop trying to be the same person. I'm not trying to be with myself. No. That would be super weird. The soulmate is not somebody that completes you 
but it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Is it somebody that, that sees you as you and just pushes you to become more of that and accepts you for that and the things that you do, because that's what you're supposed to do. Chad's Chad. Chad's not supposed to be this other person. And if we can just get into the acceptance of one, who the fuck we are, but two, just knowing that you're not going to be this other person that you're not meant to be. But if you can stand behind you and what your strengths are and what you're supposed to be doing, you're going to find that naturally. You're going to scale that naturally. And that's something to stand behind. When we push against that and we say that you're supposed to be this person, but you're not that person. That's where you find that resistance. And that's where it fails. And that's where you're like, what the fuck? And that's where you get nagged at because you're not doing all the things. That person isn't nurturing who you're supposed to be anyways. And if you don't know who you are, that's a fucking recipe for disaster because you can't even advocate for your own self at that point. Right. Right. Nobody knows who they are. Could you imagine if we all had a good counselor, psychologist when we were younger? You know, if it was just part of school, you know, we're like, you know, Mm -hmm. one of your classes is basically to go and to talk to you know, a peer or not, maybe not a peer, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I think somebody that just can help you help yourself. Right. It was the opposite for us. It was like, when we were growing up, it was like, what are you going to do with your life? Mm -hmm. You don't know yet. You got to know tomorrow. It better not be another day. Cause if you don't know tomorrow, then we're fucked. I'm only helping you if it's tomorrow. Yeah. Because if you want to do this or you want to do that, ain't nobody can help you do that. So I know I'm asking you what you want to do, but if it's not one of these things, mm-hmm. then fuck off. And it was I like, can't help you. <laughs> so we all went to college for some shit that we never went to fucking. You never know, wanted to do. Right. And then we didn't use it in mm-hmm. whatever job we went to. Hopefully it got us a few more bucks that, you know, but other than that, it was like, I don't even know. They do this do this podcast for a few years and then I'm going to write a book. And that is in fact the goal. We are going to grow this podcast. We are going to invite guests on the show to offer their perspective. And we are on a mission to change the narrative around modern relationships and truly digging into what it takes to find equilibrium in relationships today. We look forward to sharing this journey with you and look forward to seeing you back here for the next episode where we are going to be talking about physical health and wellness and how that affects attraction and longevity in a relationship. And we're going to just dig into what we're going to do about it and what that means. And is it really an important factor in having a lasting, healthy, happy relationship? Stay tuned to find out. We'll talk to you soon.